0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I uh, to
1: kick off the show here. <laughs> <laughs> We're clean. All righty, Bill's Mafia. What is going on? Welcome to the Mafia Cast Uh, with us today, of course. All right, fellow hosts Mike and Casey, but well, we got Nate Gary in the house today. How you doing, Nate? I'm doing well, fellas. Thanks for having me. No, appreciate you coming on. Mike Casey, how you guys doing?
2: Pretty good. Pretty good.
0: Getting you to be set. honest, Two week, I i mean I'm not too far west of New York in New York right now. I have to say, <laughs>
2: yeah, I, we just got, got cold weather, here.
0: Buffalo brethrens. But oh, I'm sorry, but they can keep it. <laughs>
1: Nate, how's the weather treating you where you're located?
3: Terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It just won't stop snowing. I'm in the city, but I'm like just kind of south of the city, not exactly south Buffalo, not exactly downtown. Um, So, you know, I think we got about 55, 60 inches of snow. Um, (laughs) I've had to – luckily, I live in a a building where, you know, most of our snow removal is taken care of. But, um, you know, I waited – you know, I did that thing that most Buffalonians – know better not to do or at least have a parent who is like don't do this don't be that guy uh where they you know have their tires they like i really needed two new front tires before the winter started um so now it's i have four-wheel drive and it's basically useless because the my two front tires are basically nascar tires so it's um <laughs> not a great situation downtown as you know as i'm sure you guys see on social media uh the side streets down here in the city do not get a lot of love so um it's a combination of lots of snow, uh, street neglect, and general tire neglect uh, on my part. So uh, overall, you know, cocky, cocky winner for me, no doubt.
2: Got the old combo platter there going on. That's right.
0: Well, that's right. In your in your defense, this winter has not been bad, pretty much until this past week, at all. So, like, I can't say I blame you too much for only going halfway on the tires.
3: Yeah, and let me tell you this: it's been like an insanely mild winter, to say the least. And uh, so you get cocky, right? You're like, "All right, well, it's not going to snow." And man, we're we're January tenth, and we've gotten like five inches of snow all winter. And then I was actually supposed to be—I'm supposed to be in Las Vegas right now. There, there's a really good chance about seven. So it's about four o'clock. I should be getting off about the seventeenth or eighteenth green right now uh, at some golf course <laughs> in Las Vegas. But um, you know what? I'd rather be here with you guys.
0: So awesome. Um, You don't have to lie to us like that, man. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I had the opportunity to golf December 16th on my birthday. And I'm so sad I didn't get to take that opportunity. The fact that you're not able to golf in Vegas right now. Oh my God. My heart feels for you, man.
3: (laughs) Yeah. You know what though? I, in the long run, I'll end up saving a lot of money at the poker tables and the blackjack tables and all the alcohol that I would have consumed over the last four days. So I counted as a, is a blessing in disguise for my uh, for my for my bank account, you know.
0: Dude, I 100% agree. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Yeah,
3: but we, Casey loves golf enough
2: to go do it anyway.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. That. I live over here in Idaho.
1: That. We've we've got about a foot on the ground, and um, yeah, we've just been sitting here for the last half hour talking about getting it ready for the show. And I've been sitting out here watching people get stuck in this foot of snow and. Uh, spinning their tires. Uh, I was just telling these guys a while ago, because uh, my not living there, my thought was always that because you guys should be used to that, at least the city should be used to this kind of weather, that they do a better job of clearing the streets. And when it sounds like that's not the case. <laughs> no, uh, you know,
3: you can get to like the suburbs of the city, Kenmore, Tanawanda, the Kenton area. You know exactly where the city and Kenmore are are split like one side of hurdle will be completely plowed right to the pavement perfectly salted like there, like there's been no snow and just rain and then the other side won't have any plowing done whatsoever so uh it's a city of buffalo thing uh they don't particularly like i'll sit here and you guys will not hear one plow go by uh and my window's right next to the street you will not hear one plow go by during the show if it does i'll give a i'll give a listener a 100 dollars just, just for the sake of being wrong, which listen, I'm wrong a lot. So I, I bet you there's probably in two minutes, there's going to be a plow that passes back <laughs> yeah. here, but um, no, I'm it's, it's, it's this thing in the city. I don't know. We, we, uh, we, we just don't really get the, uh, they know it's coming, uh, but for whatever reason, I don't know if they don't have enough plows, enough workers. Um, I know I sure as hell ain't going out there to do anything about it. So uh, I guess I can't complain too much. Right. Cause I'm not, I'm not helping the matter much.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, it Derek, sounds it's like it's not the-
1: Iowa. It's
3: <laughs> Idaho.
0: I'm in Idaho. <laughs>
3: uh, same thing. There's two states starts with
0: I. I mean, that's the same thing. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. But it sounds like, you know, the towns are just as good at clearing out snow as like the stadium as Highmark was. So, at least we know it's all consistency. <laughs> we don't
3: utilize volunteers uh, in the towns in the suburbs, though they 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 do pay people to do that. Luckily, well, not I shouldn't say. I mean, obviously the bills are paying people, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm surprised we've gone this long. Uh, like obviously, I think this week everybody saw those those videos and pictures from from Lambo, that contracting company that comes in with those big those like snowblowers that fit perfectly down the aisles. Um, yeah, I just I have no idea how we've lived here this long and and we have not invested in some sort of wild technology called the snowblower so that's uh that's a wild <laughs> thing for me
1: well maybe maybe this is the one that'll do it for you know uh you know get those going for you guys i'm not holding my uh, breath yeah because
2: yeah no. the new stadium the uh, yeah, some of the will pictures. be a little easier right that's that's yeah, right they won't the snow water.
1: won't
3: easily be able to get in there as much as it's been so it's what it point. will <laughs> yeah it <laughs> inevitably will yeah,
0: yeah. Well, exactly. That is true.
1: Um, speaking of the new stadium, uh, have we had any sacrifices this week yet that we were aware of?
3: Oh. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. That's a good question. I um, so because I was supposed to be in Las Vegas uh, on Monday. Um, I called my boss in the morning. I woke up. I said, flight got canceled again. Um, so if you need me to work, like you know, I can do my my normal shift. And he said, no. I mean, like we got you covered. You know, unless you want to come in and co-host the post game. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I will uh, find me some tickets to this game and I'm going to go. Um, and uh, we tailgated um, like kind of right next to where the new stadium is. So we, when we walked up to the stadium, we had to walk past um, and it felt like I definitely saw some people kind of like eyeing it. Like, can I, how, how hard would it be <laughs> to get over the fence kind of thing? Um, but I can tell you from my perspective, I had very, I had zero interest even, uh, even walking anywhere near it or, or, or peeping over the fence. Um, you know, I've got, uh, I've got bad knees and bad ankles. I, I, I wouldn't survive a fall like that, you know?
2: Not like the people that had to find out how deep it is for themselves. Right, or right. Or, you know, dreams. listen,
3: I mean, you know, I don't know what kind of, I, the, the first guy that sacrificed himself was like on LSD and mushrooms and and beer. I mean, I, listen, that's, that's, you know quite literally that's quite a trip that guy's taken uh i'm not sure that uh i don't know about you guys i like to enjoy a couple of beverages before a bills game and during a bills game but uh i've never heard of of lsd and mushrooms before a bills game before and then you know dosing yourself in human feces that aren't yours that's a real um i like to call those super fans uh and uh that guy's definitely gonna be on the wall of fame someday
1: oh for sure definitely um yeah (laughs) Let's uh, first of all let me address Warren's comment here um, Idaho I'm assuming <laughs> a big potato state I don't know nothing. most people don't know anything about Idaho yes we have some potatoes around here um, <laughs> I guess probably the other only other thing that we might be known for is the blue turf but <clears throat> that's, yes, that's right blue Boise turf Boise yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's blue about turf, it that's, that's, all that's all I know we got.
0: That's all I know about Idaho Bo- Boise it, State Moore, and potatoes. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and that's fine. That's all we need. Um, <laughs> let's jump into the game, Bills and Steelers, really quick. I don't want to spend too much time on this because, you know, most of the podcasts throughout the week have already kind of beat this game up and, and dove into it. So I'm just going to ask a kind of a quick question of, of all of you guys and, and kind of really quick, what was your takeaways? What coming out of that game concerns you the most aside from the injuries, um, but also coming out of the game, what gives you the most optimism moving forward? Um, We'll start with, you know, Casey, you first.
0: I mean, no turnovers, that's always going to be a positive. You know, Josh really took care of the ball. The only, the only ball that really made my heart skip a beat was the jump pass that went off the running back's hands and that got popped in the air. I mean, but that, that can happen on any play, you know, one batted ball turned into an interception, but he didn't really put the ball in harm's way too much, and Josh didn't put the ball in harm's way too much. I was really happy about that. I mean, Trent Shurfield, you know, played I mean, stepped in, played a solid and solid game for Gabe. He didn't have Gabe's, you know, playoff game, but he had Gabe's reg- oh. regular season games, you know, about <laughs> through, through half the year. So we didn't we didn't miss much too much there. I mean, obviously Khalil Shakir. Speaking of Boise State, our guy just continues yeah. to grow and, and just be that wide receiver that that we all thought he could he could be and just the steal that he was in the fifth round. So overall I mean I'm I'm happy with how the offense ran and like just the fit the efficiency of it.
2: How about you Casey, or Mike? Oh yeah I, I agree. I mean we're we've been rolling right several games now uh so there's no reason to not feel confident um but, you know, the, the things that worry you is the typical, you know, Bills beating themselves things. You know, we hope, like Casey said, turnovers and, and flags and, and special teams doesn't become an issue. Um, it's definitely a bigger game than the Steelers game. They're a tougher competitor. They got a better – way better defense. Um, so, yeah, protect that ball, the turnovers, and and flags are always huge to me. I know, I know people are, uh, you know, chatting a little bit. <laughs> around the Twitterverse of uh, Sean Hockey Lee's crew going to be in town and and this and that. And hopefully the refs don't, you know, screw us over or whatever, but you got to, in this league, you, if you don't want to get a flag thrown on you don't do anything. I've said it time and time again, just don't do anything that they can call or throw a flag for, you know, if you could help it. Um, But, you you know, uh, I think
1: they just need to put a big enough lead. They don't have to worry about it exactly that's right that's what i'm like, kind of getting don't at let it come down to one or
2: two calls right it, yeah. it can't just be a seven point game you know we want to get up 10 14 17 points keep it there <laughs> uh, i know yeah. we can do it um everyone knows we can do it you just you just got to play our cards right and, and hopefully everything works out
1: yeah what about you nate
2: yeah i mean um
3: i think there was a lot of good pot listen i i i think i feel good that it wasn't like uh grind it out i was super nervous the whole time like the chargers game or um you know kind of like the really the patriots game at the end uh, yeah you know it ends up being a two-score game but and i know they were within one score in the fourth quarter but it never i never really started like biting my fingernails or anything they, they took care of business against an inferior opponent and um obviously the the injuries are, are kind of the, the the main focus of this and, and i think mm-hmm. rightfully so and you know i think losing yeah. terrell bernard who uh, you know frankly has really been um, in a lot of ways and almost every way better than Tremaine Edmonds. And, um, you know, I know, I know not everybody believed that Tremaine would be a huge loss for them, but um, that's a guy that, you know, plays a lot of football for this, played a lot of football for this team that didn't miss games um, was always available um, and, and had an impact that was maybe bigger than the stat sheet. And then you know, I think people like me who who valued him outside of what he did in the box score, um, beca- came to really appreciate what Terrell Bernard, especially with no off season. Uh, I mean, not no off season, but but no real preseason. Um, you know, yeah. having that 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 hamstring injury and kind of that Mike linebacker position being in limbo and in flux until the until week one, and um, I mean, he fit in very well, and it just ended up being a seamless transition. And frankly, again, I mean. He just impacts the game in a very different way than Tremaine had. So, so losing him and potentially missing him for this game would, I think, be a um, a huge a huge loss for the Bills. Um, but I think overall, like I, I think about the offensive side of the ball, I know one of you guys just mentioned uh, Khalil Shakir, and you know that that's not a guy that I necessarily thought would be having the impact he's having right now earlier this season. Um, I could tell you that going into the season, I was pretty concerned about him um, being this team's wide receiver three. I was kind of maybe penciling Deontay Hardy or Trent Shurfield into that role, and and that just didn't uh, obviously come to fruition. And Khalil Shakir has played himself and has earned every uh, every bit of praise and uh, every bit of playing time that he's been getting uh, and targets, frankly. Um, so you know, he's been a, a really, I think. Um, a good a good step forward for what this offense needs in terms of player development, and obviously, uh, you know, you know Dalton Kincaid, and so so seeing, I think maybe the best thing I took from that game was seeing the other pieces, the complementary pieces stand out. Seeing you know Dawson Knox get the first touchdown, Dalton Kincaid lead the team in receiving yards in this game, um, and and obviously Khalil Shakir having the you know I think the difference in this game, which was just an unbelievable play after the catch. Um, so yeah. I think the complementary pieces. Um, for this offense, continue to sort of stand out, which I think any good team, any team that's going to make a Super Bowl run, um, you know, you can't always rely on your, you know, your your one your 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 fastball, right? You've got to be able to rely on some of your off speed pitches, and and I think the Bills uh, have developed those things, especially in the month of December, and and I think it's a big reason that they that they went on the run that they did is that they could start relying on other guys not named uh, Stephon Diggs.
2: Mm. I'm glad yeah. is- as you're mentioning huge. Or- as you mentioned, all, all the different players that you know we've been getting involved, it it, it just brings me back to the very first drive of the Bills Steelers game, um, and how we just we came out with a five yard pass, Khalil Shakir, and then you know James Cook running and and just got everybody involved, Dalton Kincaid, and you know everything was perfect. I don't think anyone dropped a ball. Nothing. There was no missed passes. It was just a commanding drive and and, and just took control. And that's really what what you like to see opening a game.
0: all these complimentary pieces you got theirs while digs still got his catches in yards. Yeah. you know so like it goes to show you that everybody can get the ball mm-hmm. and that's something like that nate said we it seemed like we have been last year or two have been relying too hard on digs you know, i understand like he can handle it he's a great player great wide receiver but it if we can alleviate some of the pain off of him and off of josh running with james cook get kincaid going again gabe davis get him hopefully wrapped up ramped up this week i don't know though um it's just it's really nice that every this uh, this past game really showed everybody can make an impact all in one game yeah
1: yeah and the thing with shakir what we're seeing, what you guys are seeing out of him now is what we saw here in Boise, we saw from him before. Because his rookie year, it, it it did look like he was trying to make plays and trying to just catch the ball. And it did result in some miss and some drops and, and things like that. Now you're seeing him just go out there and play his game and do some of the things that I've known that he can do since the day we drafted him. Um, and even at the beginning of the year, when I know a lot of people were kind of on him, uh, and everybody was talking about putting Kincaid in the slot position and and this and that. Um, so to, for me, like, it's super exciting um, to see him you know, kind of getting going. And and you're right, this team has so many more weapons now that defenses can't just simply go into a game plan and say we're going to double uh, Stefan Diggs or bl- uh, bracket coverage him or, or you know take him out of the game, and that's all we got to do because that's just not the case anymore. Uh, Casey, you mentioned a while ago, uh, Gabe Davis. So I think that's a perfectly way uh, or segue into the injury situation. Uh, I do know Gabe Davis in practice today. Um, uh, Douglas, Russell Douglas did, um, Dotson did. Taren. And then the other, uh, Taron um, Johnson, Johnson is, is progressing. He was in the red non- non-contact Jersey, but he's progressing, uh, Sounds like he's probably going to play. To me, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong or what you think. But to me, getting those three guys back is obviously it's huge. But I think it's so big, and the fact that I think this defense can be successful and do what they need to do with those three guys, even if we don't have Bernard in the game, because we got DaQuan Jones back in the middle of the, the defensive line now, um, and with these other guys, uh, I think they're. I think the defense will be able to do what they what they would need to do.
2: I mean, it, this whole year has is, is seemed like... I mean, I, I know you're not a big fan of uh, rotating players in and out, but we've kind of just been riding the wave and doing what we need to do, um, and, and it seems that like no matter who you throw in there, they're they're out there making plays.
1: Yeah, they've definitely been the epitome of next man up, for sure. <laughs> no doubt. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, listen, I mean, <clears throat>
3: they've lost a lot of a lot of games for a lot of these players. And, you know, I I think it's part of the reason why um, I have sort of uh, evolved my uh, opinion of Sean McDermott is I think um, as much that his evolution, um, his development as a coach, as a defensive play caller this year, um, considering the injuries that have taken place and the injuries that they've had to overcome – um, it's why, you know, I think I went from being a guy that, that thought maybe, um, the, that he had sort of maximized this roster that he had sealing out um, especially after that Denver Broncos game. Right. Like, I, I think a lot of people, uh, were wondering, you know, is, is this kind of going to be the game that, that you look back and say, this is what cost Sean McDermott his job. And, and I think you, you see this team go on a run and. Listen. This was a team that really, from September on, did not win back-to-back games. There wasn't a lot of evidence that this was a team capable of going on the run that they were going, that they went, that they ultimately gone on at the end of the year. A lot of that has to do, I think, um, with Sean McDermott understanding the new pieces in his defense. I, 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 it's hard to really overstate how good of a job defensively, play calling, he has done this year, um, and the evolution of this defense and the improvement of this defense from the first couple of weeks after after London, where you know, it looked like this defense was going to just disgustingly miss Matt Milano and Daquan Jones to um, a defense that is starting to find its way. And then you integrate Rasul Douglas, who just absolutely walks in off the bus on a short week and um, can immediately start making an impact. And you see Dane Jackson walk in and start making an impact. You see Kair Elam, who's had one game this year come in and make an impact in a playoff game and make an interception and a huge play. Um, And I think it speaks a lot to the the next man up mentality this team uh, preaches, but I think a lot of it also goes to the, um, to the past of, you know, Brandon Bean as well, who does a great job drafting. And uh, this coaching staff does a great job developing. So um, I think they're more equipped than ever to overcome the injuries um, that they sustained. However, um, if you've got AJ Klein and and Dorian Williams on the field, I mean, that's your, your fourth and your fifth linebacker. Um, Those are, those are really difficult um, losses to overcome uh, for any team. So, uh, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, um, they're going to need to get, get lucky here. They're going to need a Taron Johnson back. They're going to need a Rasul Douglas back. Um, you know, it's not yeah. maybe necessarily looking good for Christian Bedford, um, but I think if you get Johnson, Rasul Douglas, and um, you know, some of these guys back, I, I think you got a real good opportunity against the Chiefs offense, again, that has really struggled all year. And I know they, they get their, their win last week uh, at home in, in Arrowhead in one of the coldest games um, really ever played. They scored 26 points against a Dolphins defense that was down to you know I mean Street free agents the week before uh, playing defensive end and um, you know a Duke Riley that you know I think if you ask Dolphins fans right about now um, they're ready to uh, to to cut bait on so um, yeah I I think this is a, a gettable Chiefs offense there's no doubt about it I thought the Bills did a good job the first time around and um, they'll have to do an equally good job this time uh, I you know if I may I think. A lot of people are making this game out to be, you know, Mahomes, Allen, 3.0, or however many, um, you know, matchups these guys have had head But this is the first real matchup uh, between Sean McDermott and, and Andy Reber. Both guys are calling plays. Andy Reid, obviously, has been the offensive coordinator, but the primary play caller. Um in Kansas City since since he's gotten there. But obviously, no Eric Bieniemy. More of the offense and more of the burden I think has fallen on Andy Reid. Um, I think they miss Eric Bieniemy, by the way. Um, I think that's one of the reasons their offense has not looked the same this year. But secondarily, this is going to be the first matchup between these two in the playoffs. Now, I thought Sean McDermott got the better of the Kansas City Chiefs the first time around in the regular season in week 14. But this is going to be the first time in the playoffs where uh there is no scapegoat. There's no Leslie Frazier. There's um you know this is this is Sean McDermott's defense he's going to have his fingerprints all over the game plan and um you know i think you're going to see quarterback Monowi Mono but i also think you're going to see head coach mano Mono um and what i think is you know one of the best play callers for offense and i think right now the best play caller on defense in the league
1: and that might right, be that's the that's bigger it, matchup quite honestly because those two are literally going head to head the whole qb versus qb thing is to me overblown because we know they're not going into the octagon and they're not going toe to toe. It's just not how the game works. It's Allen versus the Chiefs defense, and you know with Mahomes and, and Buffalo. Uh, so I I do agree. I think that the uh, the ultimate matchup does come down to the two coaches, and and who can basically out coach the other. It's going to be a, a great game. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. Uh, I wanted to really quickly, uh, Derek Warren in the comments asked about uh, uh, Leonard Fournette being released. I don't have any guaranteed uh, insights on that. However, it did seem to me that he was basically uh, the casualty of needing to bring in another punter. So, and that's basically the only reason for that uh, because of the Sam Martin injury. But I, the, the injury report today, it had, I believe Sam Martin is limited. So there's still a chance that Martin will be punting on, on Sunday for us. Um, there's there's one guy from the Chiefs' side that's coming back, uh, and I want to hear what you guys think about him and, and the potential impact he has, and that's Isaiah Pacheco. He wasn't there the first time we faced him. Um, for me, watching that guy run, I've heard this over and over again, he runs like he's angry at the ground. <laughs> and that's a good way to describe it. What do you guys think about him coming back? How much of an impact do you think he will have on this game? Um, I'll start with you on that, Casey.
0: I mean Pacheco seems to really be the catalyst for their offense this year. They've really thrived in the play action. I mean being, Pacheco being able to run the ball effectively, it's the same thing as, you know, what we've been screaming for the last couple of years. Get Josh run game, be able to open up the play action pass. The Chiefs just the Chiefs did it, but they did it a year a year quicker than the Bills did, you know, with getting Pacheco. Look what Mahomes has been able to do. He has, I mean, does he have the same numbers that he had when he had Tyreek Hill? No. No, but he's still considered, if not the one of, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. It's so I I, I don't I don't know. Like it's it's just one of those things. Like it's Pacheco scare Pacheco scares me, but like our defensive line is so good. Like especially the interior of the defensive line, and our defensive line is very good at stopping the at stopping the run all the way around. So if we can really make them one dimensional, and then you know bracket, you know Travis Kelsey, then yeah, I can really see like our defense being able to stop, like shut them out, like not shut them out, but really slow them down. But it, I think it really does rely on slowing down Isaiah Pacheco and turning them one dimensional.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and One of the things that you just said, as far as if I could really quick, uh, Mike, you made a comment about uh, bracketing Kelsey. There's one guy on that offensive side that for me, Douglas, I was really hoping Russell Douglas would make it back in time for, and that's Rasheed Rice. Rice is starting to come on as of late, mm -hmm. finally giving them a weapon that they can utilize. And I think getting Douglas back, uh, I can almost see those two going head to head all night long. uh, And that's going to be another, to me, another key matchup and one that I think Douglas, especially being the vet, right? received Rice is a rookie. He hasn't been here before. Rice has done this. this. isn't his first road his first playoff. So I think, to me, that's a big matchup, because if you can take Rice out or at least limited then with, the, with the one guy, then, yeah, you can focus the defense on Kelsey and stopping the run. And you're right. With Daquan Jones and Oliver in the middle, Greg Rousseau has become one of the better run stoppers in the league. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Go ahead, Casey,
2: or Mike. Uh, I, I just wanted to say that uh, what worries me with Pacheco is, um, I mean, we're, we're talking about our defensive line and all that, but what worries me about him is his ability to stretch the field horizontally. Um, I feel like a few times this season we have been beat around the edge um, by some fast-running players, um, so, so that's going to be a huge thing. If he does end up uh, doing well against us, I, I see him running, you know, sort of outside, um, turning the corner and getting upfield. Um, that, that's the only thing that worries me. But obviously when you're trying to, you know, stretch to cover all that, you know, it does open up the middle a little bit. So I, I focus on the outside and then, you know, hopefully you know, we can adjust and collapse inside when we need to.
1: Yeah. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, I think
3: both these teams <clears throat> um, really since Patrick Mahomes has gotten in the league, I mean, they've drafted a running back in the first round. The Bills have drafted – running back in the second and two in the third. Um, both of these teams have been sort of searching for a run game. And I want to say this is the first year both of these quarterbacks have had a consistent run game um, with a player that's in the top 10. I mean, both these guys, 4.7 and 4.6 yards per carry, respectively, uh, for Cook and for uh, Pacheco, that that have had an impact um, in the run game. And, you know, frankly, in the past game, both guys with 44 catches um as well coming into this game. So, um, th- these are both guys that are that are dual threat running backs. Um, you know, I think in that first matchup that James Cook really had um you know, especially you know, he had the, the 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 touchdown catch up the middle of the field. Probably should have had another one in that game too. Mm-hmm. Um I I keep thinking about when when I think about Pacheco, um I think the, the the offense definitely plays and runs through him. Um he's been one of the more consistent pieces. Um, for this offense all season long, especially as they have they've found some things working um in their past game as, as you guys just mentioned with uh, with rashi rice uh, i mean that, that, that that's a player that they were they, they were desperate for somebody at the wide receiver position to step up and yeah. listen i mean he stepped up and i think travis Kelsey has taken a step back um i mean it's yeah. it's pretty obvious to me he's he's taken a bit of a drop in terms of production and uh' to overall athleticism and i mean he's 33 it's years still- old that's gonna it's gonna happen.
2: So it's the Taylor, Taylor Swift, basic, right? Yeah,
3: definitely. It's it, Taylor Swift has a lot to do with it, I would guess. Yeah. But the the one thing I think you can do, um, you know, I, and I know a lot of people talk about, you know, trying to slow down this running game or trying to take, uh, you know, Pacheco out of it and, and make him one dimensional. I think the, the the best defense you can have against their running game um, is an effective offense and getting up early in this game. I think will for wh- whichever one of these teams um, is going to be a huge um i think like recipe to victory because if you can take the bills um out of you know running the football with james cook and if you can take the chiefs out of running the ball with isaiah pacheco um and turn them one-dimensional um that means your team likely has gotten up and gotten up early so um i think that's the that's the 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 kind of recipe for me anyways if you want to take this running game out of out of uh you know out of the hands of isaiah pacheco it's get it get to an early lead and, and and turn this team into a You know, a playing from behind, pass happy team because I don't think either of Mm. these teams play particularly well from behind. Um, But if I had a, you know, tell you a a team that I think is most prepared this year to play from behind, it is it is the Bills. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, um, John Robert in the comments brought up uh, Osiris Torrance has played every snap this season, and that's that is an accurate statement. Is there any concern that? Well, I'll say this t- to me: that is one concern is is Torrance and McGovern versus Chris Jones. Chris Jones is the type of defensive lineman that can wreck the offense if if they can't have if they don't have an answer for him. And Torrance started off, I feel like, the season pretty well, and it does seem like he's kind of hit a little bit of a wall. Here down the stretch, and uh, is between Jones and Karloftis, uh, I think they have a front that can make some, make it kind of difficult. But is that a concern for you guys? Do you think our offensive line can hold up to them just fine, and and uh, give Allen plenty of time to make plays?
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do. I I do. I, I had some notes on, on the last matchup between the, the Chiefs and the Bills. Um thinking that Josh should get the ball away faster um in a few situations. But um you you see like what our offensive line did like against the Cowboys, like Micah Parsons, his stat line was zeros. Um so I do think we have the capabilities. Um Osiris Torrance, like you said, he he started doing really well. Uh he kind of put himself on notice, I guess. You know, teams started looking out for him, maybe. Um and, and sort of focusing on that uh, because he he has been doing so well.
1: What do you think, Casey?
0: I mean, like Mike said, look at what this offensive line has done against like the great defensive linemen in this season as a whole. Between Max Crosby, you know, I mean, uh, well, we didn't get to play TJ Watt, but Cameron Hayward. Uh, just all these guys and nobody's really wrecked a game yet from the defensive line perspective but like at the same time oh Osiris is young McGovern you know he he has experience but like is he ready for the for this type of battle the good thing is is we have an anchor at center with mitch morse who is going to be there. Right by both their sides and ready to help out any way he can against uh, Chris Jones because they're going to need it. And we have Spencer Brown and Deion Dawkins. I mean, Deion Dawkins he, he's had a he's had a very good year. Spencer Brown has yeah. blown out every expectation that anybody <laughs> could have ima- imagined that he would have had this. Not year. mine. I mean, it, we've talked I mean, about it, this. It,
1: it, I expected it from him,
0: but I mean. <laughs> nobody would have expected this though I mean like he has played phenomenal we
2: were a little worried it wasn't going to happen
0: he he shut he I mean he has shut down edge rushers this year I mean he's cut down on the penalties I mean it's it's been phenomenal so I think our line can I I truly think we can I mean Karloftis and Brown's going to be a hell of a matchup and then Chris Jones against the entire interior offensive line for us is going to be in a hell of a matchup as well. But I definitely think we well, he, have the guys that can, can do it.
1: You know, they're probably going to move Chris Jones around. So it's, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be on the entire offensive line's job to know where he is. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, stop him or at least slow him down. I do think probably because of Chris Jones and Carl Loftus, we might see a little bit more of uh about to say Fournette, but, uh, Murray on the field because of his blocking abilities. Now Ty Johnson's actually done a pretty well job, uh, at, at uh, you know, pass blocking also, but, um, I think that's probably more Murray's forte there. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a little more of that on the field, especially if we do get into a situation where we have to get in come uh, from behind and, and protect Josh. But, um, before we get on to the next, uh, there's another player I want to talk to talk about. Before we get into that, I just want to, again, all of those that are listening, and whether you're listening live or the podcast later on, uh, thank you uh, for supporting the show, and um, uh, check us out the Facebook uh, page at the Moffy cast Go check it out, give us a follow there, and of course follow all of us on on Twitter. Um, there's another guy, uh, kind of. Didn't really make his debut last weekend, but he really played. He showed out. And there was a lot of people commenting on Twitter after his pass interference down close to the goal line. I think you guys know who I'm talking about. Uh, I saw people like, get him off the field. He's done. He's washed. He's a bust, this, that, and the other. And then the very next play, he makes that interception. And I know a lot of people don't take much stock in pro football-focused grades or whatever, but he was actually one of the top five graded Bills defensive players In this game and and including even his run defense was pretty high. I don't remember the exact score. Is this the moment was last week the moment where Kyrie Allen kind of maybe flipped that switch and maybe he's somebody that we can actually count on. And going into, you know, next season, we're looking at a four deep corner situation. If he has to take the field, are you guys confident in him? I'll start with you, Nate.
3: Yeah, I mean, short of uh, a game that I thought the Bills, nobody really played well against in 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 London. Um, he is the exact player that he was last year. That he was in the playoffs for them last year. He was an integral part of them winning that Dolphins game. And I, I don't know. I I think he's absolutely fine when he's out there. And I think, um, in fact, I think they get he gives them a little bit more versatility to play more man coverage in two under. Um, or, or, you know, like a two man, um, then, you know, I even think some of the other guys It just Christian Benford's become such a great, reliable piece to this team. Obviously, Russell Douglas is, um, you know, your CB one right now, you don't know what's going to happen with Trey white in the future. And Dane Jackson, just every time he's called upon answers, the toll and answers the bell. And, um, is a guy that is a veteran that you can believe in and trust in, and that's got value in the league. So I I think just by, you know, a, a pure numbers perspective, um, he, he ends up always sort of being the odd man out, but I, Listen, if Kyrie Allen has to play, you know, snaps has to play quality snaps in this game, or or in any of these playoff games, I, I, he's given me no reason not not to believe that he can go out there and, and, and execute and uh, play at a high level and make plays out there. And 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 you know, is he he's a little bit to be desired in the physical game? He, he's not an overly physical run defender, and uh, isn't always the most willing tackler. But um, it's very rare you find that guy grossly out of position. Um, he, he's always kind of in the right position. And uh, if he gets a penalty, he's able to bounce back and, and on the next play, you know, make a play, which we saw um, on, on Monday. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally confident if, if Kyrie Elam has to play meaningful snaps um, this Sunday, it, it it really would not uh, – it wouldn't put me in a bad place.
0: Yeah. So, I have a question for you, Nate. So, Two. next – just next year, we'll have just – off the whim, Tre'Davious White, Razul Douglas, Christian Benford, and Kyir Elam, and Taryn Johnson. Do you do you expect that to be the corner room cornerback room next year, or do you expect one of those guys to be off the team?
3: I would expect yeah. that probably to be the room. I I don't know what you're going to be able to expect from um, from Tre'Davious White. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they bring back Dane Jackson um it just it wouldn't uh, he's he's not going to be overly expensive and this coaching staff trusts him when he's got to go out there they they trust him to make plays um so it wouldn't surprise me to see him back either this same exact room back next year um again strictly because I just I don't know what fully to expect from a from a Tredavious White coming off of a you know an, an Achilles injury that uh that could be really difficult to come back for for anybody much less a corner that really relies on that that quick twitch and uh, change of direction so um yeah yeah, I, I would expect him to be back i i don't i think w- with how much this team has experienced injuries at the cornerback position the last two years um they're not going to go out there and trade Elam. they're not going to go out there and and trade or or, or release any of these guys uh, they, they want to have numbers at this position and i think they should want to have numbers they've pretty consistently proven that uh if, as long as they've got the depth behind uh, your top two players that they can really withstand um you know any, any injury problems that happen throughout the season
2: mm-hmm
1: you mentioned the top two. Who who do you think that would be? Like in a perfect world, who are the top two?
2: Benford and Douglas. You guys, I think, I think, I, think I think are playing really well.
3: Benford is one of those guys you don't say his name a lot. And as a zone corner, that's what you want. You want a guy that um, isn't having big plays made against him, um, and is just a consistent performer each and every week. Um, he's a fantastic zone cover, uh, zone cover corner. And I think Rasul Douglas is a, is a top seven, top eight corner in the league. I really do. Um, I, I'm just I'm, – I'm absolutely beside myself as to why the, uh, the Green Bay Packers, a playoff team right now, a playoff team that just won that right <laughs> yeah. game, um, yeah. Yeah. Who, yeah. who struggled towards the end of the year defensively with Joe Barry as their defensive coordinator, would, would make a move like that, with, especially with a year, another year um, on his contract. Didn't make a lot of sense, but, hey, their, their loss has been uh, immensely the Bills game.
1: Yeah, those two guys, uh, Douglas and Benford, uh, their PFF grades are eighth. They're both tied, have the exact same grade uh, on the on the regular season, eighth eighth best in the league. Um, which, yeah, it's pretty impressive stuff there. And Dane Jackson coming off the bench when needed. You're right. He just he just always gets it done when he needs to. Um, Casey, Mike, uh, whichever one of you wants to go as far as the Kyrie Elam thing. Uh, would you guys be comfortable as well? Like, you know, if, if Douglas or whoever has to come off the field, and it's Elam out there, uh, do you
2: are you comfortable with that? Um, kind of like when Nate said that he he bounces back. That's what keeps me confident in him. Of course, we're a little worried because he hasn't he doesn't have as much experience. Um, we've seen a couple mistakes. We saw him get uh, run over by Firemuth, but he he does he he bounces back. But like twice as much he gets the pick he gets the ball he doesn't just start covering better tackling better you know he's looking to take the ball away so I mean as far as that I mean as long as you know we're not talking one play changing the game and and him coming in right at the end you know um you know if he if he's there to go from the start I mean I I don't know about the duration of the game um if, if he could go the distance but I do think he's a good player that you know, if something does happen, he does pounds it back, and, and he can make the plays. So I, I'm not too worried about it. Um, and, and I think he just needs that that experience. And I, I think it's pro- a progression thing. And you know, the more experience he has, the less and less I think we'll see those mistakes.
0: So this game, specifically, I'm more okay with him coming in and playing meaningful snaps, because this is a game where you're going to win. The Bills are going to win by stealing like a uh, a possession from the Chiefs, you know, keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field. And that's what Elam does best is take the ball away. I mean, he was tied for the team lead in interceptions last year in his rookie year playing part-time. So, you know, I, mm-hmm. I can – I was one of – elam's biggest fans when we drafted him and i was one of his biggest haters in the beginning of this year <laughs> and you know it's it's just i because i just I, he did not play well you know th- in the beginning of the year he he didn't and i just called it how i saw it you know and like yeah maybe this maybe the last week was it you know he just it's it, like nate knows in golf sometimes you just need to hit one good shot and all of a sudden, like everything is just like you—you you remember how to play. You like you just get it all back again. And I think that maybe last week that might have been it for Kair, You know, and finally, you know, he just felt like that weight lifted off his shoulders, and like now he can go out and play football again. Stop think, you know, stop thinking yeah. so much about it, and just go out and play football. Like Mike was talking about with Shakir, he's not thinking, he's not trying too hard. He's just he's playing, not reacting.
2: I, I do think the might the crowd might a lit a little fire too, because uh, he he got some heavy booze after he got trampled there. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if that if that got to him too, you know. Well, there how was that in really the PI,
1: and I thought it was kind of funny how um, I think his Deontay Johnson was kind of getting in his face oh, yeah. a little bit. And then the yeah. very next play, he picks it off. That was yeah, yeah. I was happy for Elon. Um It's good to see, it. and maybe that ankle injury he suffered early in the season was was the issue. Maybe that was a problem. And the same thing with Spencer Brown last year. Um, right. You know, he had the the, the ankle of the back. I mean, you name it, whatever. Uh, going forward, I think one of you, uh, Casey, you mentioned keeping Mahomes off the field. I'm going to actually pivot off of that. Because of the Chiefs' defense, to me, that's a championship defense. Their offense, to Nate's point a while ago, if, if yours are in a shootout, I trust the Bills more so in that. I would straight attack the Chiefs and try to just put up points on them quick. Let Mahomes come out on the field and see if they have the weapons to keep up because I don't think they do, and, and that's one way you can make them one-dimensional Take and take Pacheco out of the equation and, and go out there and get them. Uh, yeah, I still want to incorporate the run. I'm not saying, you know, ignore the James Cook whatever, <laughs> but I'm just saying maybe use a little bit of up-tempo early on to kind of really put the pressure on the Chiefs and their offense. Because we saw uh, week, whatever it was, week four when we played the Dolphins, and there was kind of that back and forth. And I remember saying to my family here, like, we keep the pressure on Tua, he's going to falter. And that's what happened. We, we mm-hmm. kept, we got a score ahead, and they had to keep up. We got to score ahead, and they had to keep up until eventually Tua couldn't do it. And I'm not saying that <laughs> Mahomes is Tua. Don't get me wrong by that, by any stretch of the imagination. But I just don't feel like they have the horses to keep up. Um, so I want to see them attack. I want to see some a little bit of um tempo and put up some points really quick and put the pressure on Mahomes and that that receiving core um, and go from there. Mm-hmm. How many tackles does Taylor Mate. Swift get? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I made a joke earlier today with my wife and I said, How cool would it be if they want to keep putting because you know the camera's going to be on her. So it's my, you know, might as well just make some fun. Let's put Haley Steinfeld and Taylor Swift in the same suite together and just watch them go at it every time you know, their respective boyfriends or whatever score. that <laughs> Add a little extra dimension uh, to, to the game. No, um, I like that
2: Josh's girlfriend is not in the spotlight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. They, they prefer it that way. Yeah. Um, Gabriel here just jumped in. Uh, can you guys touch on the injury report from today? Yeah, just really quick. It looks like Russell Douglas is probably going to play. Uh, Terrell Dotson will probably play. And then um, who Johnson. was the other one? Terran Johnson, Johnson is probably going to play likely doesn't look good for gabe davis doesn't look good for bernard um or, we'll know more uh, tomorrow with if those guys don't practice tomorrow then they're definitely going to not going to be be there but
0: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals
1: I just feel like with the Bills' offense, there's just so many weapons that they have, and they're finally starting to understand how to use them and put them in positions to to uh, make plays. Um, I I just think that this offense can score on any, on any defense right now. They're, they are – and, you know, it's, I mean, it's it's the playoffs. And how many times has Josh Allen been in the playoffs? And he just takes it to another level. Yeah, playoff Lenny, then there's playoff Allen, right? <laughs> like 2,500-plus yards in nine games, 23 total touchdowns, only four picks in those nine games. He's 5-4, and four, um, but that's more about, the, in my opinion, the defense than, than it is him, obviously. Uh, I believe he's averaging close to 60 yards rushing in those nine playoff games. He's just unstoppable in the playoffs. But um, uh, you guys got anything else you wanted to add? Uh, any thoughts, suggestions, keys to this game? What are you kind of looking for?
0: Well that's what I was gonna ask Nate. I was gonna ask him what what's your biggest concern for the Bills this weekend? Like what how how did the Bills lose other than beating themselves with penalties and turnovers?
3: Um, you know, I, I think Steve Spagnuolo is probably one of the more underrated defensive coordinators and play callers in the league and uh, you know, Dan Orlovsky did a great breakdown this week about Sean McDermott and how they did such a great job this week against the Steelers, um, disguising coverages and um, you know starting in one look and then uh, post snap uh, breaking into other looks, but doing it in a way um, that that forces the offense to change the rules of a specific play. Uh, so it may not be a full change in coverage, but just changing on who lines up where or um, you know starting with seven guys in the line of scrimmage and and backing off and. I think that will be a huge um, one of these quarterbacks, uh, both of these quarterbacks make mistakes. They throw interceptions. Um, they, they put the ball in harm's way, but that's part of what makes them so unique um, is they're willing to make plays that, you know, 30 other quarterbacks in the league just simply put aren't or aren't capable of making. So um, I think for me, Steve Spagnuolo can, can he, um, you know, create enough confusion and coverage pre to post snap to, to, you know, convince Josh he's, he's seeing one thing and and, 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 you know, show another. So, um, that to me, I, I, as much as this is, you know, I, we talked about the the Mahomes versus Allen and the uh, Andy Reid versus Sean McDermott is, um, you know, I think the, the Allen versus Spagnolo matchup, Spagnolo's gotten the better um, of Josh Allen a couple of times. But I think Josh Allen's also gotten the better of this Kansas City defense several times. Obviously, last two years ago in the playoffs is, you know, Josh's maybe greatest claim to fame and one of the best performances we've ever seen from a quarterback just to be outdueled on the other side. But this is a Bills defense that has done a tremendous job against Kansas city in the, in the, uh, in the regular season that has changed. Mm-hmm. Something has changed in the, in the postseason, the uh, Kansas city's, I think at a 40 point, uh, 40 points per game against uh, Sean McDermott in the playoffs. That's going to be something um, that, that definitely has to change um, this week. I, I don't, I don't think there's, there's any real chance that if Kansas city scores 30 or 40 um, that, uh, that the bills are are going to win this football game. So, um, you know, can these defensive coordinators disguise, can they, you um, you know, and, and can they have the players to disguise, you know, you're not going to uh, be out there disguising lots of coverages with third with third stringers uh, or Cam Lewis, um, you know, at slot corner instead of Taron Johnson or, um, you know, having to play, you know, um, uh, Kyrie Elam. So um they got to get healthy and they've got to have their starters in the lineup. And if they can do that, then I think they they can do some things pre and post snap um, to try to, to try to get the ball back in the hands of Josh Allen, on the offense. And if you remember, um, AJ Epinesa has that big tipped uh, interception early in that football game to steal a possession. They didn't end up scoring on that possession, but they that that's going to be big too. Is is if you can't get to this guy, getting your hands in the passing lanes are going to be it's going to be hugely important
1: in this game. Yeah, it's it very- is. Uh, <clears throat> I was going to go in a different, certain direction, and I've already forgot what that direction was going to be. Um, <laughs> that happens sometimes with my old brain. Casey, no. Mike, uh, what about you? What do you guys think as far as I mean? Casey, you asked that question. What, what's your opinion? What's your thought on on that? What outside of like you said the obvious things? You know, what uh, what concerns you? What, what what can the Chiefs do that might get them this W?
0: The Chiefs, like doing what the Chiefs do best, and that's Patrick to Kelsey. I mean, we. I mean, Kelsey lives in the middle of the field. You know, he like it, it's it's amazing. He just knows. He sees his zone. He he he's able to find find a soft spot, sit down, and Mahomes finds him immediately. Um, and with Bernard more likely than not being out, down Milano, like it it, it scares me. I mean, we know Dodson isn't the world's best. Pass coverage linebacker, you know, and the fact that he's going to be our number one linebacker this week, Klein. He's, you know, same as Dotson. He's not the world's best pass coverage. He can get the job done, but he there are no Terrell Bernard or Matt Milano, so that that the middle of the field on pass coverage is what scares me most. I wouldn't be surprised to see this team get into a little bit more of the dime coverage and bringing in rap if he's healthy um, or even cam lewis to try to you know work on and uh do, do more so of a double directly right onto uh Travis Kelsey just to take away the uh that the middle of the field
2: right cuz i feel like they can't rely on you know any many of the other players like they can Kelsey i mean even though we do think he is he has taken a step back he he still is a good piece of their offense um, but yeah, aside from that, I was we were We were talking about Pacheco earlier. And, and and like I said, I I've seen our team get beat around the edge multiple times this year. Um, and, and what really worries me is, is the fact that we've already beat them once, you know, I think it's harder to sweep them than, you know, to lose one and win the next one. Absolutely. Um, I I'm always on board, uh, with that theory. So, I mean, tough to completely sweep them, but I think we're definitely Definitely. capable of doing it.
0: The key to that, though, is the fact that we already beat them in their house, and now they have to come to our house to do it Mm -hmm. in the playoffs for the first time. We can't forget, this truly is Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game. Yep. And he's he's never played in front of Bill's Mafia. Yeah. Like, the outside fan can say what they want, Fans and the stadium make a difference. They make Absolutely. it impossible. Yep. They make it impossible for you know the call to be heard in the huddle, to the cadence to be heard at the snap. So if Bills Mafia can show up too and be loud as hell and just do what we do, and just do our part and throw them off as little bit as we can, you know every little bit helps. You know, we we have to take advantage of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nate, was there something you wanted to add?
3: Yeah no I I I think it's spot on um I, I think that you know it, it's it's it is sort of just a crazy concept to me that you know Patrick Mahomes has not played on the road in the playoffs yet in his career and um you know that 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 all changes and um you know I think that the the Bills and and Bills Mafia will be a huge um will be hugely important to this game for communication both on offense um and the defensive side of the ball pre-to-post snap so um, yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, I look at this game and I think about a couple of things is, you know, I know you mentioned Travis Kelsey is he he did not play particularly well last week, a couple of bad drops. Um, he just has not looked like himself this year. And I think a lot of it had to do with injuries coming out of preseason. And uh, he had that sustained that knee injury looked like it could have been bad. It ended up just being a hyperextension and a bone bruise missed a game and has not really looked um, like the same player that i think we're accustomed to seeing listen he's 33 34 years old his brother just retired um it's very well very possible that this could be travis Kelsey's last game um you know in a, in a chief's uniform which would which would be pretty remarkable to say the least so um yeah all in all i, I listen this is a a legacy type game uh, uh and a narrative type game you know you, you the bills lose this game and it's they can't seem to get past uh, Patrick Mahomes, even with uh, uh, an old travis kelsey and an offense that really hasn't scored more than 30 points any more than than a couple of a handful of times this year, and um, this is this is a, a hugely important game for this franchise and getting over the hump. And uh, it does not like it gets much easier next week. They're, they're going to have to face either uh, a blazing hot Houston Texans team, but I, I think more more likely they'll be on the road in in, in Baltimore and and yeah. or whoever you know wins that game um, on Sunday, and, and and that's no easy task. But um, it's a great opportunity, and uh, I'm I'm super excited for the game. It should be it should be a great game.
1: Mm-hmm. it's going to be a good one um, so uh, we're going to do here uh, some score predictions here but I also want to do predict the remaining games as well before we do that if you're listening please hit the like uh, on YouTube Facebook wherever you are hit the like button we appreciate that support uh, as far as the upcoming games let's start with uh, as you mentioned the Houston and Baltimore and we'll go around really quick start with Casey who's going to win that game you don't have to give scores just your your thoughts on the winner
0: you know how bad I want to say Houston? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you and every and Bill's fan out there.
0: <laughs> but it's not even – it has nothing to even do with that. It's just the story of Houston, like a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach. You know, nobody – nobody, like, had tape on them this year. You know, so I – like, it's one of those things, like, oh, my God. You know, I mean, storybooks do happen. We've seen the 9-7 and – a team beat an undefeated team in the Super Bowl. You know, we've seen crazy, crazy things happen in the NFL. I think the Ravens are going to ultimately end up winning this football game. I mean, I think they finally have the weapons outside of Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson to where they, like, a team can't just focus one, two on those guys, where they, Lamar can spread the ball around. And their offense is high quality enough to ad- I think they're going to win the game.
2: How about you, Jim? Dad?
0: Go ahead.
3: Uh, for me, uh, I, I'm going to stick to uh, a criticism that I've had uh, for the last two weeks. I'm going to take the Texans. And the reason I'm going to take the Texans um, is because really? I think it was a huge mistake. Uh, I think it was a huge mistake to uh, rest their starters in week 18 and then have the bye week and have two weeks of of, of rest. Um, It's just a really long time in the NFL to not play football. Um, And and I think Houston's playing a brand of football right now. Uh, They're playing complimentary. I think their quarterback, CJ Stroud, is, um, you know, a shoe in for rookie of the year. Uh, I still think that he should have, you know, I mean, I know the end of the season and some of the injuries took him out of the MVP conversation, but I think he was a, a real candidate to win MVP. Um, but I think Nico Collins and, uh, and CJ Stroud and, and, and Dalton Schultz and, and and Devin Singletary, um, and a really good offensive line, um, give them as good a chance as anybody, uh, to, to win on Saturday. So I, I, I like, I like Houston to go on the road and, and upset the Ravens.
1: Nice. Okay.
2: Mike, I, I, I got to stick with the Ravens just cause <laughs> you know, I feel like, it, you know, that's, that's the easy answer, I guess. Um, but I guess I lost hope for the the whole storybook thing when uh, when Flacco and the Browns got crushed and they were out. So so I moved on from that sort of take it. And I just think the, the Ravens are the better team and they're gonna do it. <laughs> All
1: right. I'm gonna make it 50-50 here. I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna go with Nate on this one and take the yeah. Texans. I yeah, I, I was actually covering the Texans before the season started, as you guys know. Uh, and, and and I liked what I saw at, at, at that time and the, the offense. Is way better than people thought that they would be. Uh, defense isn't isn't bad either. Um, I, I agree. I think we're, there's going to be an upset. We're running short on time, so really quick, let's get to the next game. Um, oh my gosh, what's the next one? Uh, San Francisco and Green Parks. Bay. I'll start with uh, Nate on that one.
3: San Francisco. Um, I think they're uh, they're a wagon, and um, I know I uh, listen. Jordan Love is playing some of the best football in the NFL, but I think San Francisco is just too good. Um, and I think they're on a collision course with uh with the Super Bowl. So, uh, so give me San Francisco, Casey.
0: San Fran, well oiled machine. I think they've been the best, most consistent team in football throughout the entire year. Yeah,
2: I I don't think there's any really really any argument here. Um, <laughs> they, they are the the Super Bowl decent team. They're the other than the Eagles, which obviously fell off. They are they are the. The team that you were expecting to see uh, representing the NFC in the in the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to stick with San Francisco as well. Yeah. Uh, the other game, Tampa Bay and Detroit. Mike, who you got?
2: Oh, I, I'm just see see this one. This one plays on my emotions a little bit because I I just <laughs> I, I <laughs> back back to that uh, crap. I I just love. I I'm really a big fan of Dan Campbell. I th- I think he's a great coach, and I just I just love what the Lions are doing. I, I want to see them do it. I'm rooting for them, so I'm just going to say them. Nate?
3: I'm going uh, to follow my heart instead of my mind here. My mind tells me that, that Tampa uh, is going to go down there the way that Baker Mayfield's been playing and that, and that Tampa defense is, is rally towards the end of the year. But I'm going to go with my heart. I, I'd love to see Detroit in the NFC Championship game. Uh, what a story that would be, um, yeah. and and you know I'm rooting for Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is um, you know an underrated uh, and often maligned quarterback that that's uh, played really well this year, had a career year. So yeah, give me give give me Detroit at home and 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 you know had to San Francisco for what I think would be a, just an awesome NFC Championship matchup. Yeah. One thing
2: about Goff K-C. is he really
3: protects the ball, right? He does. He does protect yeah. the ball. Yeah. As, and as long as he doesn't get pressure in his face, he he does he yeah. does a great job of protecting. But that's yeah. I mean that's a lot of quarterbacks. So yeah.
0: I'm going to go Detroit I think they're I think they are the storybook team the way that they came from nothing you know traded away their lifelong best quarterback ever in Matthew Stafford you know and for Jared Goff got Dan Campbell in there built this team from the ground up I think I think Detroit's going to get it to the NFC championship
1: and I'll make it a clean clean sweep Detroit as well is going to win that all right this one you got to give the score of course we know Bill's Versus Chiefs, Nate. Who you who you got? And what's the score?
3: Um, well, I think it's important for me to.
0: Uh,
3: I think it's important for me to remain consistent uh, and provide everyone with the reverse jinx that they that they're going to need. I'm going to take the Chiefs. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Twenty four Bills, twenty three. Um, so that way, uh, when I'm for sure wrong, we can all look back and say, "Thank God, Nate picked the Chiefs."
2: I will gladly thank you.
0: Oh, thank God, because I was thinking about doing the same thing, Nate. I'm glad Just you don't took the up board. Casey. You, No, no bets. No, no parlays no
2: for Casey. On <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, we're not doing that again. Um, I'll throw mine in there really quick. I'm going to take Buffalo 23-21. Uh, last second, Phil Gold. Uh, Casey, what you got?
0: 27-24 bills on a walk-off. Wow. 27, 24.
2: We're all right around the same page. Yeah, We're all Um, close, all close games. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm going to say we're winning by a whole touchdown. We're going to close out the game and just score a touchdown. It's going to be tied and we're going to score and the bills are going to win 27, 20. How about that?
1: All
0: right.
1: right. Um, We're going to get out of here. Nate, we appreciate you coming really quick. Kind of let where they can find you.
3: Yeah. Uh, at Nate Geary sports on Twitter, uh, I'll be doing all pregame and halftime and overtime show uh, on Sunday and hopefully uh, talking about a Bills win.
1: Hopefully, hopefully, yes. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, like I said, if boys. you're listening, please give us the, the you know, thumbs up, subscribe, share, and uh, we're going to get on out of here. And, yes, the Mafia cast, we also do a halftime show. Casey, I don't know if he's going to be there. Mike, hopefully you're there with me. Maybe. Uh, if we'll not, see
2: I'm up to. I my, should, be free. Daughter, it should be glued to the TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my daughter, regardless, will be with me. So, you know, it'll be me and somebody else. Um, Go. We're going to get out of here. We'll see you all next week. Go,
2: Bills. Go, Bills. Go, Bills.
0: Go, Bills. Tell your friends.